0: We're with Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent and a big reaction to the government proposals yesterday to allow you to continue working if you want until the age of 70 and then get a larger old age pension, a contributory old age pension at the age of 70 to compensate you for the four years in which you have decided to do extra work. What's your assessment, Charlie, of the financial benefits of doing that?
1: Well, you know, it's an interesting one. It's good that people would have the choice. I mean, that's the headline grabber, really. You know, I'll come back to it in a minute. But I think the much bigger announcement was the fact that they're not moving the pension age. So keeping it at 66. But that deferred pension option is interesting. And some people will take it up. Others just won't see it as as an option. But essentially, if you take the option to work uh, on instead of retiring at 66 and taking the state pension, In return, you know, if you decide to defer taking the state pension, you work up an extra bit of money so that when you do actually take the pension, there's more money there. Essentially, you'd get an extra 15 euros a week Um, per year. yeah, Yeah, per year. So essentially, Matt, if you say you waited till you were 68 to take the state pension, Instead of getting, you know, what it's at the moment, it's 253, you know, may go higher next Tuesday at the budget. But if you wait till you're 68, you'd get 281 a week instead of 253, you know. So, you know, extra 30 euros maybe. If you wait till you're 70, uh, you know, based on, on, on the current rates of the pension, you'd get 315 rather than 253. You know, that's assuming you ha- you qualify for a full state pension. So, you know, a lot of people would would, would look at that and think it's a half-decent option. The thing to remember is, I got an actuary to work some figures, is will you live long enough to get, to, get, to get that money back? Because they don't give it to you in a lump sum. It's paid out weekly. You know, it's not just a lump of money thrown at you. And most men won't live long enough to qualify you know to get all that to get that money back if they defer um because because most men they they live to 84 you'd need to go on to 86 to get the money back here to get the payback and um half of women won't live that long either now there's other considerations to take into account like tax etc which may make it more attractive Um, and Laura Bambrick who was on your program yesterday she makes that argument that look at uh, the, pension situ- sorry, the tax situation for pensioners is going to change over the next few years. So it might be worth your while deferring this. It's a good option as well, Matt, if, if you haven't built up enough contributions and you're not going to get a full pension. You could be paying in for a bit longer and building up a deferred pension at the same time. So it may work
0: yeah, for so you. you know? do, do you have the option, if you decide you want to go to 70, of taking the state pension from the age of 66 and whatever you earn in your job and then paying tax on the lump sum? Are the lump earnings?
1: Yeah, 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 you could do that, Matt. You could, you know, keep working, take the state pension. Some people do that and just pay tax on it. Now, you know, the, the, the over 66-year-old people are in the lucky position at the moment. They don't pay PRSI over the age of 66. That is recommended to change by the Pensions Commission and by the Tax and Welfare Commission. So that could change and that might change your calculations, you know. Uh, also... Uh, older people are on a reduced, some of them are on a reduced USC rate. So, um, But, you know, y- y- you can, you- you're going to be paying tax on, on, on the pension, the state pension, and, you know, obviously you'd be paying tax on what you earn anyway. But, yeah, that's an option for some people.
0: OK, there's another listener here, James says, oh, great, work until 70. I'm working in construction, 70 years of age, climbing scaffolding, can't wait. But I suppose the point is nobody is going to force you to actually wait until the age of seventy before you can claim the state pension, it can be claimed from the age of sixty-six, so that person can get down off the scaffolding.
1: They can, Matt, and you know um, that that's true. It's an option. There's no nobody forcing you here, but that person does raise a very important point. And um, and and you know this 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 was mentioned yesterday, but so much of of what was put out yesterday by the minister Heather Humphreys was really vague and lacked detail. She she made a commitment to look at. Situation for people like that who are climbing scaffolding. Who are, you know, talk about somebody maybe who's who's operating a, 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 one of those very tall uh, cranes, climbing up to the, up to the top of that and up and down every day. Um, they can't keep going on till sixty six. Those people need an option of retiring much earlier earlier. And all that the Minister said yesterday was she made a commitment to look at that situation where people can reti- retire earlier. Look at that standard in other countries. That should be an option for but, people. Sorry,
0: because of the manual labour in which they're involved, there's a massive difference between the jobs that you and I would do, Charlie, and the jobs yes. that people working in manual labour would do.
1: Exactly, Matt. Look, I had a butcher on to me this morning saying, you know, you mightn't think a butcher is the most physical job. You're not lifting oh, it blocks. Is. But it's a very physical job. You're lifting carcasses. And, uh, you know, these guys are saying, "Look, oh, we can't keep going on. You know, there's no option for us to go to 70 because physically we wouldn't be able for it. And they're going to struggle even to get to 66. So there should be an option there for those people to, you know, retire much earlier, even on a reduced pension. So you know, there was no detail on that, even though look, we're waiting for ages on this. We've had a pension commission. You know, there's been talk about pensions since the government was formed two years ago, but no detail on, on an earlier pension for people. But it is an important topic, Matt.
0: Anne says, what if you work in private sector and they say you have to go at 65? Can they do that to you?
1: Well, they can at the moment, Matt, because it's in most contracts, you know. Um, but again, there was a commitment made to, 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 to make changes on that, to, to get away from this um, uh, rule that's, you know, that's in present uh, contracts that you have to retire early now there is an eu directive on that which says that you know that they shouldn't be forcing you out early it's it's age discrimination and in britain even though they're not part of european union anymore they have changed the rules to ban that kind of forcing people out at 65 so you know again a commitment was made to do something on that to make uh, uh, contracts more flexible for people who want to keep working but uh, no detail again vagueness there but i mean there is some commitment to do something on that
0: listener says, uh, what we're forgetting is that the, the pension at the age of 65 was brought in with the average life expectancy was 72 or 73. It was to look after the last 10% of your life. On average you could be on a pension for 20 years or more. It has to change. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, that's true. You know, the life expectancy keeps changing and, and you know, when, when I put it to the Department of Social Protection that, you know, most people, most men won't anyway live long enough to to benefit from a deferred pension by deferring it, they said, look, at life expectancy is changing all the time. You know, at the, at the moment, a 67-year-old, the average life expectancy of a male is about 84. That's, they'll go to 84. If you're 70, you're likely, you know, it, it, it's just a little bit higher than that, 84.4, you know, the... Yeah, I got an actuary to work out some of the kind of uh, how long people live and on based on CSO mor- mortality tables. But yeah, people are living longer all the time, and that's the main reason why a lot of the economists are going nuts about this idea of keeping the pension age at sixty six because it, it was again there was vagueness about how is that going to be paid for? How exactly are we going to pay for that? And the fiscal council are saying, Matt, that will have to be paid for by higher PRSI. And who does that fall on? Does it fall on the self-employed as, you know, there have already been calls for them to pay more? Does it fall on pensioners? Do they need to pay more? Or do all ordinary PYE workers need to pay more? But somebody is going to have to pay for it. Okay. That's the point.
0: Now, talk to me about mortgages, because I reckon there's an awful lot of people now struggle to clear their mortgage before they reach their pension age. And this could get harder for them. The, the age at which people take their first mortgage out has gone up. That's if they can get a mortgage, and are there signs now that getting a mortgage is going to get harder?
1: There are, Matt. This is you know this is another consequence of the cost of living. Banks are now looking at people's applications slightly differently, and they're saying to themselves, "Hold on a minute here. It's much more expensive for a family to, you know, to to run a home, to to, to have children in 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 creches, and uh, you know, um, and, and and to heat heating bills and food bills are all gone up, as we know." So they're taking a different approach to this, and they're saying, "Oh, we have to we have to kind of tighten up what we can lend people because they have less money left over every month to repay a mortgage." So, what they call these net disposable income calculators have all have changed that a lot of the banks, and um, they're, they're they're basically saying, you know, people haven't got as much to to. to to, to, to live on so uh, we can't lend them as much even if they qualify on you know for a certain amount under the central bank lending rules the three and a half times your income the the, the the banks and the lenders are saying hold on a minute here we're actually when we look at it we don't think you would have enough to serve as a mortgage that size um, so for every 50 to 70 euros in extra cost that a that an applicant will face they're, 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 that's that's essentially ten grand less that's been given to them in, in in mortgage approval. So they're being approved for ten grand less for every fifty to seventy euros in extra cost. So the cost of living is really hitting people. And there's an additional thing as well, Matt, where they stress test you. Basically, they see if you could cope with higher interest rates, even if you're taking it on a fixed rate. And they're stress testing you. Supposing you take out a three 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 year fixed mortgage uh, at three percent, they're stress testing that. Uh, if rates go to five, six percent, would you be able to cope with that? Uh, so th- that's an additional kind of uh, kind of squeeze, as it were. And all of this it just means that people are being are okay. qualifying for less. Matt,
0: Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty.